BHP Faithful, what up? New listeners, how are you? It's Chris Billiardi, the host of the Big Hill Podcast. That's presented by Life Takes. Don't forget that. Sitting here on January 6th, 2021. Wild day, obviously. Shit's popping off. Me and Brandon reading Twitter to losing our minds. <laughs> nice little release right now. But uh, Brandon, new year, new you. How you doing? Doing good, man. Feels good to be back on the mic after a couple weeks off. How about yourself? Feels good. Feels good. Football season wrapping up. Sad about that, but we got our, our personal sports are starting up here. Uh, I think we get this out of the way, though. You were my secret Santa this year. Yeah, I had in your our, secret in our Santa. League, in our league, uh, secret Santa. Yeah. You couldn't make the, the the party, so you brought the present. You had my name. You yeah. have it here. I figured I think, I'd open it live. I think you're going to enjoy it, man. Do an unboxing live. <laughs> so we're looking at probably, what, a, a two by, like, one and a half foot box. Yeah, something like that. Pretty yeah. big. Let's, we're opening it up. Hope we can hear the wrapping paper. All I say is I, I asked for some help because I wasn't quite sure what to get you. So uh, right. this, ask, ask some advice from the from the guys. So I hope like I hope you enjoy it. Oh, this will probably be sick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. It's a cast iron skillet, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, thank you, Brandon. And then look at this. This is little secret Santa plus for the pod, though. We got some uh, tripods for the oh, mics. Oh, shit. Got three of those bad boys in there for the mics going forward, too. Oh, my God. Now you guys don't have to hear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Thanks, Brandon. It's a great fucking gift, yeah. man. Thanks hope you, a lot. Hope you like it, man. Get some use out well, of it. Here's the thing. I, now, I don't think my grandma Billy already listens to the podcast. I don't want to upset her, but I mentioned I wanted a new cast iron skillet for Christmas, like when my grandma was like asking or whatever. And she got me one, but it's completely enamel coated. Oh, okay. and I'm like, thanks. Like I use it, <laughs> but it's like, it's not like a cast iron skillet where you're just gonna like burn everything off instead of wash it. Like you have to actually wash it. Yeah, you know. So it kind of takes away the point of having one. Yeah. So now I got my real one. We are rocking. <laughs> thanks a lot, man. So not a problem. We will start off with Lions end the year. Five and eleven, thank God! What a cover by me. Took them plus three there. Man, I took a minus. I took Vikings minus three. I was. Well, here's the thing. What do I always say? You, you probably saw my tweets. I, I was feeling extra Stafford pissed off on on Sunday morning, just before the game because I just I just knew he was going to go off. I knew yeah. he was going to go off. No, you. I'm, you even said in the group chat you said Lions cover today, boys. And yeah. I looked at it and I was like. I just don't see it, but you yeah, were right. Lions covered. It ended up being the perfect scenario. Lions oh, covered, and I, you know, they lost. Got my draft position because Lions are picking seventh. Yeah, that's no joke. Like we can get a we can get a playmaker there. Any comments on the season? Like to be honest, wrapping up this year, it's just such a big like, just a disgraceful ass year. I don't know. There's not really anything to well, say. I mean, here. yeah, the defense gave up more points and yards than the 20, 2018. So I mean, the defense was just awful all year. And then Stafford was kind of banged up, hit or miss. Swift didn't really play a full season. Galladay played, what, five games? I mean, the only – honestly, the only shining point on this whole team, I would say – I mean, Jack Fox was nice, but TJ Hawkinson had a nice year. TJ Hawkinson did have a nice year. That was encouraging to see. Yeah. The problem is, God damn it, I just really don't know what to make of this team. Because here's the problem. We're just going to dive right into it. The season, who gives a shit? It's in the rearview mirror. We'll forget about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about this team going forward. Obviously, we have GM candidates, coach candidates. I personally don't have much to comment about that. Yeah. I feel like the number one league where the GMs are just random guys, it's the NFL. 
Yeah. NHL, I feel like it's always like a former player that you know or like a former GM that you know. NFL, for whatever reason, maybe it's because there's not a lot of trades going on in the NFL. Yeah, it's a little harder to get trades you know? or at least uh, like meaningful trades. Yeah, like I feel like that's probably the reason you don't know as many GMs. Anyway, that's basically me kind of walking around the fact that I really don't look into the the um, the guys they're going to hire. Obviously, I know the main guys, Lewis Riddick for GM, uh, guys like Robert Sala or Eric Bieniemy for head coach, just yeah. the basic guys. Other guys might have their guys, and the reason why they would want them, I don't really care. Show me a coach. All, all I can say is with that, I hope they – I mean, I, I'm expecting they will, but I would hope they at least hire a GM before a coach. Yeah. Because as you can see with the Bob Quinn, Matt Patricia, I mean, they brought in Quinn, and then he kept Caldwell for those couple years. And, you know, it was kind of just – you could tell they didn't get along. It really wasn't what they wanted to happen. So now you're, you're right. When you're, you're trying starting to be, fresh, when, do, when does a team ever not hire the GM first? Well, well, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying we're starting fresh yeah. instead of like before when they hired when they fired the GM and just brought in Quinn and still kept Caldwell. At least here you got rid of them both. Quinn and Patricia both gone. So now you at least have the opportunity to start fresh with both guys that your GM with the coach he wants. I'm not saying it's going to work, but I hope at least it – I think it will be better than Quinn and Patricia, at least on paper anyway. All right. So I'm going to dive right into what I think about the offseason, and it's so fucking hard to decide how I feel about this offseason because what do I this is this is why I hate Stafford. What I'm about to say is why I hate Stafford because he does just enough to make you believe in him. He does just enough to keep the Lions from being bad enough to actually make a difference. Mm-hmm. It's drafting seventh. I think you have no choice but to keep him for next year. Yeah. You have no choice to keep him for next year. And in all reality, defense heavy. Get me – it's on the tip of my tongue, the a line, linebacker from Penn State. Uh, Micah Parsons? Get me Micah Parsons at seven. He probably is going top four or five. Yeah. But get somehow get, – there will be reaches. There will be oh, weird yeah. shit that goes down. Micah Parsons could very well fall down to the Lions. Lions need to go – because. At seven, I don't, I'm not trying to get the third. I'm not trying to take Trey Lance, a guy that no one really knows about. It's just the guy, one of the guys that gets boosted every year because there's always the third and fourth quarterbacks that get boosted every year. Yeah. Sometimes they're Justin Herbert. You know, that, hey, blind squirrel busting out every once in a while. <laughs> but in, in the majority, those third, fourth guys off the board, no. But anyway, I think the Lions, in all reality, and it pains me to say this because, God damn it, do I want Stafford out of town. They should probably go all defense with, like, the first two picks, maybe even three. See what you can do there because I don't necessarily hate the Lions' offense. Well, speaking on that, I, I got – you know what? I pulled up three different mocks because the first one I pulled up, I know you're not going to like. Dude, that, none of these mocks have the Lions – I mean, I know they're mocks four months before the draft, but none of them have them taken defense. Okay, let's hear it. See, the wide receiver shit is just baffling to me. That's two two out of the three mocks are yeah, wide receivers. Yeah, those are the ones that, okay, I, that's awesome. Devontae Smith, congrats, man. First Heisman winner as a receiver since uh, fucking, um, not, what the fuck? Desmond Howard. I kept wanting to say Jawan Howard. <laughs> My mind's all messed up, guys. All this political bullshit going on. I can't even freaking think of Desmond Howard's name. <laughs> But, um, yeah, first receiver since Desmond Howard to win the Heisman, I would even pass on it. Yeah. No. Well, That's never really been a problem for the Lions as receiver. I, I think, I mean, I feel like people are probably 
predicting that because, I mean, Marvin Jones is probably gone. Galladay's probably gone. And then, I mean, you don't have much left at the wide receiver position. So, I mean, I get that you want to rebuild it, but I'm, I'm with you. They have so much more to rebuild. Taking a receiver this year isn't really going to – like, yeah. I, I'd rather build a transitional defensive talent. And then you can always – I mean, receivers this year – I mean, in this day and age, you can find receivers – late first, early second, third round that can make it. I mean, look at Gaudi, third-round pick. Yeah. I mean, Justin Jefferson was the fifth receiver taken off the board last year. He's probably the best receiver in the class so far. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. But looking at here's here's one mock, Chris. We got uh, WalterFootball.com. They got him taking Zach Wilson, the okay. QB from BYU. Then uh, this, uh, this other mock here, we got Devonta Smith at seven. And this other mock uh, got Jalen Waddle from Alabama. You see, Jalen Waddle, that would like, and here's the thing, me saying this, they should already start tailoring Jalen Waddle for a gold jacket because I'm about to say this, but if they took Jalen Waddle, I would be fucking pissed. Yeah. Like, how the hell are you not going to get the best wide receiver on his own team? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, look, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle. I, I, li- I like Chase the best, but I don't think they're probably likes. they're probably a fucking you know first receiver off the board in nine out of ten years. Well, this is that one year. Yeah, Devontae Smith would be okay. I, maybe in the last thirty seconds, I warmed up to it a little bit, but I just nice. you, they would need to make a splash at free agency. Yeah, with, with on defense, and I don't even know who's available. I I got that pulled up too. I got some. Uh... Lions uh, top five free agent all right, uh, targets here. Number one, they, this is on uh, alllionsfannation.com. They got Justin Simmons, safety from the Broncos, number one target. Okay. Uh, number well, they two, good safeties. they got uh, Corey Davis as uh, the number two target. He had a pretty solid year. In, Marvin Jones replacement. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't mind that. Then yeah, uh, third, it. they got uh, linebacker uh, Avery Williamson uh, for the from the Steelers. Uh, fourth, they got defensive tackle Sheldon Rankins. And uh, fifth, they got defensive end Ryan Anderson. Okay, so, where's Ryan Anderson from? I don't even know who that is. Uh, neither do I. It doesn't even uh, say where he's from in here. I don't know. Honestly, I've never even heard of that dude. Yeah, that guy. Honest. And if you typed in Ryan Anderson on Google, you'd have no freaking. <laughs> I'll say, let me, let, me, let me try and f- pull this guy up. But out of those five, who would you want the most? The, <sighs> Simmons, the safety? I mean, I guess. Give me linebacker safety. I'd take anything. I really would take anything. They just need a defensive player. Like, get me a defensive player that has the potential to make a Pro Bowl. He plays for uh, Washington. Okay. He was a second-round pick from Alabama back in uh, 2017. Okay. So. Yeah, I just think that, you know, get me a Pro Bowl-level defensive player. And I don't know the defensive players like I know the offensive players. Yeah. Because of fantasy and stuff. Like oh, that. yeah, no. No doubt. So, all right, yeah, that's kind of we'll we'll get in a million mock drafts over the, over the next few months. We got plenty of time. So, to talk so about give me, that. I mean, out of those mocks, who would who would your ideal pick be? Parsons? If I mean, I know, but if, if you if you could take anyone give besides me like players that are available, like pull up the Devontae Smith draft. Okay. Now, out of those three, that'd be my. So they got Devontae Smith going seven. Right. The, so the, the, me... the guy's gone. It goes Lawrence, Fields, Jamar Chase. Quitty pay to the Falcons okay. at four. Uh, that Peeny Sewell guy from uh, Oregon, the big offensive tackle, and then Parsons goes six. Okay. So, yeah. So, Smith is seven, and then they have Zach Wilson going eight, 
around there. So, I mean, who would you – Give me the guys that are going in, like, the next three picks. All right, next picks, you got a cornerback, Caleb Farley from Vitek. Yeah, cornerback okay. Patrick Certain or Certain, whatever the yeah, second from Bama, from yeah. Bama. and then uh, Gregory Rousseau, uh, defensive end from Miami, are the next uh, picks after that. Then you got Trey Lance going to the Niners. I would I would take like the defensive end. I don't okay. know. I'm not going to tell you I know anything about this guy. I mean, looking at him, it says uh, he's six six two sixty, and. Uh, he actually didn't even play this year because he opted out. But the, last year he had a uh, fifteen and a half sacks. Okay. So. Yeah, I I think um, you see right now it'd be it'd be great if the Lions. And it's hard for me to go after Tua now. I mean, Tua didn't necessarily have an, like the most impressive rookie year. Yeah. But this is why you don't reach for the corners at three because this would have been a great position to take Patrick Sertain. Yeah. It would have been like the seventh overall pick. Normally in most drafts, I feel like the first corner goes off about it's like five to seven nine. to like 12. Yeah. That's where the first corner goes. You take a corner in that slot, Hall of Famers are taken there. Yeah. You know? Who the hell is the guy that got traded from the Jets? Number 33, Jamal Adams. Oh, Jamal Adams. You know, best player in the NFL, too good for the Jets. <laughs> he was like the sixth overall pick. Yeah. You know? I mean, I think Ramsey was fifth, wasn't he? Ramsey was fourth. So oh, that's, fourth? that's like, yeah. He was like the so, uh, he was like the exception to the rule over the past little while. Yeah. You know what I mean? Since Woodson. Yeah. Because that's the last guy to get drafted in the top three. I mean, he, heck, what was even Dion? He was, what, five, I think? Uh, I mean, that's back in, like, 1988. I don't know. Well, no, I'm saying, I'm, but I, I'm just yeah, saying that guys like I would that, imagine top ten. If you take a guy in the top five, even, I mean, even three, I mean, you're saying top five cornerback, yeah, you're right, it's got to be Hall of Fame or bust. Yeah, Hall of Fame. Like, like you, you have to be a, a flat-out stud. Yeah. Yeah, it just it pisses me off, that pick. But, yeah, the thing is with the NFL draft, like, I'm not going to lie to you people. I have a sports podcast, but I'm not going to tell you I'm no sports expert. I, um, <laughs> I basically just, like, read up on certain prospects. It's still early. Yeah, oh, yeah. I read yeah. up on certain prospects. I'm going to be t- I'm gonna be screaming and fucking – I'm going to be screaming at the TV for the Lions to draft a guy this spring that I, I probably have never even seen play a snap. Oh, yeah, you still got pro days. And you, have, you have all the, the combine. And... It's, got, it's, a, it's a raw – Raw day today. I mean, yeah. obviously, shit's going on. I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> but so we got Pistons starting up so far. Like, what do you think of the year so far? Kelly Hayes out for the year. I don't know if he's out for the year, but he's yeah. he's going to be out for a while. And honestly, he's been struggling, man. I mean, yeah. I know it's only they've played seven games, but him and Seku both have just been. I I don't know, man. They've been kind of disappointing. I mean, I like Sadiq Bay, the mm-hmm. guy they got it. I think seventeen. Uh, he's been looking nice. And then, I mean, the guys they signed, not that they're really the future, but Jeremy Grant and Plumlee, those guys are looking decent. I mean, Grant, 23 points, six rebounds so far. He's leading the team. I mean, he's see, coming the out thing balling. Is, the about those guys, though, those are the kind of guys that I'm sick and tired of seeing around in this in this town. They're, they're guys that are just keeping you good enough from being bad enough to win. But and he, I know that's I know that sounds like the the most crazy unlogical thing ever, but it's true. Yeah, but even then, I mean, they're one and six right now. I mean, so even with Grant playing out of his mind, I mean, this is by far the best year of his career. They still are bad. Yeah. I mean, you're right. I mean, every game pretty much has been. They've been good. I mean, they've been close every game. Has I mean, I know the Bucks beat them by ten. They were up, I think, like eighteen at one point. But other than the game against the Bucks the other day, they've been in dang near every game i mean they beat yeah. the celtics 
They should have beat them back-to-back nights. I mean, they lost by two with Tatum hitting the buzzer beater. So, I mean, they've played okay. I mean, I'm not going to say they've played great by any means, but, I mean, they, they, I mean they're I mean, they 1-6. and six. They very well could be 3-4, and 4-3 and three if they pulled out a couple close games. But the guys that they're expecting to be closers, Griffin and Rose, I mean, they're, they're showing their age. And, yeah. I mean, not that I want them to be good, but they, these guys are turning into, I think, some bag of bones. Oh, and yeah. It, it's kind of, you know what, at this point, I hope they just – I like watching them play. I mean, it's fun. To, I mean, if they lose, they lose. It is what it is. But at least they're they're looking competitive. I would have liked to see Killian Hayes play, but I mean, he's down with the torn labrum. You see, man, I'm I'm sick and tired of that in this town. I'm sick and tired of they can look competitive. They might squeak into a playoff spot. I want, oh no, I don't want them to squeak into the playoffs. I want to see a goddamn team that we can go into the playoffs and think that anything could happen. But that that's what I'm saying. I I'm hope sick that, and tired I hope th- I hope this year, like I said, I think they very well a lot of mocks, I mean, I know it's the two weeks in the season, but a lot of mocks have them projected as the worst record in basketball. So at that point, I know it's the lottery balls. A lot of things can happen. Knowing Detroit, they would go. All from, you can do is they would go one last. from four. But yeah, all you can do is finish last. Yeah, I, I think they very well could finish last. And at this point, like I said, yeah, it's nice to see Grant do something, Plumley, whatever. But I just want to see the young guys develop. I mean, hopefully Seku can come out of his shell. Sadiq Bacon, he's looking like a decent sharp shooter from outside. Play some good D. Isaiah Stewart looking kind of. I mean, Dwayne Casey compared him to. Uh, Dennis Rodman, I know it's a lofty expectation, but it's just guys that in their 10 to 15 minutes of playing a night pull up six points, six rebounds or something. Just come out and just yeah. show me that in the next next year, two years down the road when you get a, maybe a top three pick or something that you can, you, you're going to have something to build on. That, yeah. that That's all. This year, I mean, I know it's going to be a wash. They're, they're going to win 20 games, 15 games, yeah. whatever they're going to win. But just come out and let, let the young guys hopefully develop. That's all I ask. And then yeah. we got uh, we got the Wings. They're starting on next week, right? Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you, Brandon. I'm worried. I feel like an idiot saying this. But I'm worried that this is going to be the year that the Wings win the draft lottery. And you're thinking, why would that be a bad thing? Well, this is going to be the worst scouting year in history. There's no junior hockey going on. Yeah. Like, there's no way of knowing. Like, the amount of scouting is going down. I mean, you probably have, on this year's class, at least – you're missing at least 50% of the film yeah, on these prospects. And it's like, it was it was never considered a bad class. But, like, for example, as of right now, the number one prospect is this guy named Owen Power, one of the best names I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Big defenseman, left-handed defenseman. Him and Sider on the back end for 10 years would be great. But it's next year the Wings need to win the draft lottery for Shane Wright. He's the next generation Who, of who's, who's this guy? Inform me so, on this man. This is – he's playing for the Kingston Frontenacs right now in the OHL. Okay. Now, remember, like, how I told you Sid played for the Q. Yeah. You know, this is all in the CHL. So, only, like, 10 guys ever have been granted what's called exceptional status where you get to enter the OHL Western Hockey League or Quebec League a year early. And they're usually a generational talent, like Connor McDavid, John Tavares, Sidney Crosby, those level guys. Yeah. He's the latest guy, and he's coming out next year. Okay. He's already, like, the best player in the OHL. So okay. next year, in all reality, is the year you want to win. I'm just worried that the Wings are going to win it this year. And since the scouting can't be done for shit, the best player in the draft will be taken at six instead yeah. of one, you know. And then you see some other team get Shane right next year. Okay. So, like, that's what I'm a little bit worried about. Now, when it's this spring and the Wings are in the draft lottery, and I'm going to be screaming for them to get that number one pick. <laughs> but when you look at it, 
like when you try to take like your emotions out of it and really look at it and try to like think about it, it would almost be better for us to lose it this year and win it next year. It's been done before. Like teams have won it twice in a row, but you just don't find that likely. It won't happen. Yeah. yeah, it won't happen. But all right, so uh, I'm and then probably... real quick, talking NHL. Uh, what what are your thoughts on the NHL selling the rights to the divisions? Do what you got to do to make some money. It's okay. such a like all the players are kind of getting screwed over. The way the NHL, you see, I don't like the fact that I know all this economical bullshit about the NHL. But the players and owners CBA is essentially a 50-50 split of hockey-related revenue. So from what I understand what's going on is last year players were paid in full, assuming that this wouldn't be as big of a deal. Well, now it's getting to the point where, you know, the season's starting back up. Obviously, the NHL's lost a ton of money, and players are basically deferring payments. It's just all this huge mess to where the NHL needs all the extra money it can get right now. And, like, yeah, they're going to be skating around with logos on their helmets. I think that's whack. Got to do what you got to do. And, uh, yeah, no, the Wings are in the Discover Central Division this year. Is that what it is? Yeah, they, so, they, do they already name them? I didn't see that. Yeah, the Discover, Scotiabank is Canada, Boston Mutual or whatever is the East Coast one, and Honda is the West Coast one. Oh, okay. I did not see that. Yeah, so... And U.S. won World Juniors last night. I mean, yeah, that was a great yeah. game. There's a ton of, like, but th- all those guys have already been drafted. Lucas Raymond, Wings prospect for Sweden, had a great tournament. Okay. Elmer Soderblom, <laughs> a six foot, like, six, sixth round pick for Sweden, like, that the Wings took, plays for Sweden. He went out and had a great tournament. Okay. He made a name for himself as a sixth round pick. So we'll see. Maybe, maybe Elmer will be, you know, in front of the goalie on the power play. Here in a couple years. Okay, I like I like the name. I give him some Elmer give him some potential. Soderblom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about that's about as uh, Swedish as it can get. <laughs> huh? All right, so I'm probably I pretty much got everything out of my brain. What do you think? Uh, let's recap real quick. Just touch on it. I know it's early in the season, but both Michigan, Michigan State hoops, oh, okay. kicking underway. Michigan undefeated so far. They got a big game tonight against uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Right? Yeah. So yeah, Michigan looking up, they're undefeated nine and zero. Michigan State eight and three. They got a big win over uh, Rutgers last night. There, I think Rutgers was ranked fifteenth. So nice win for the Spartans, kind of get their feet back under them because they kind of stumbled out the gates. But uh, yeah, just just touch on it. I mean, college basketball is still young in the season, 10, 12 games in for most teams. So looking looking forward to watching this uh, Michigan Minnesota game tonight. So right other now. than that, look, I mean, Hunter Dickinson looking like he can ball, man. He's averaging like sixteen and eight freshman center. He's looking good. So, oh, honey, I like it. Yeah, let's go blue, man. We need a damn. We need some type of title. They gave us a run a couple years ago. Let's get a title in this town. I, I'm, I'm excited, man. I mean, Jawan Howard is bringing some buzz to this program. He really is. Like, he really is. I don't know much about him, but like, obviously, I know his playing career, but I don't know. Yeah, no, he's. I mean, this this year isn't really. I mean, he's got he's got his next his big recruiting class is next year. He's starting to get the top. I mean, Dickinson was a highly ranked prospect, but this year they're. I mean, they had some transfers. Uh, Mike Smith, Shawnee Brown, and I mean, Dickinson's good. It's Livers. He's a senior. He's playing decent. So I mean, this year I think they could make a run for the give him a run for the money. But I mean, this year I mean, Gonzaga is just on another level. So. I mean, college basketball, anything can happen, but, and again, it's early on. But so far, I'm liking what I'm seeing. And, I mean, Dewan Howard's short tenure, man, it's it's looking promising. That's all I got to say, man. Fucking take notes, Harbs. <laughs> real quick, real quick. Before yeah, we, yeah. Who, who you got for the national title? It's Monday. We probably won't be on the mic before then. Oh, my God. Just, just touch on that to wrap it up. I, I, we've it's got to be Bama. It's got to okay, be. Okay, okay, and, that, and that's fine. 
obviously. But consi- you know, I you were in the group chat. Yeah. On last Saturday. Yeah. Saw me get shat upon. So yeah, no, and even then, say Bama. Okay, let's put the line at seven. We'll put it at seven. Who you taking? I know. I think it like opened up seven and a half. We'll put it at seven just to get rid of the half point. Give it flat up seven. Bama win by more than seven, or you take take the Buckeyes. I'd take Bama. Okay. I'm, I, expect, I'm with you. I'm expecting a give me like a. 42 24 only 24 yeah. wow yeah okay. i just um something about that that bama offense like it's yeah no they know. are they are something else man are they yeah, I just, this like, bama team is just on another level yeah and like, i i fucking hate them oh but, yeah shit man i can't help it i think they're going to win you don't bet against the alabama crimson tide even though i I bet for them to cover Notre Dame. That was a fucking yeah, disgraceful dude, I, out backdoor call. I know, dude. I, I bet him too, man. My I was, God. I was sitting there. I was at my girlfriend's grandma's house. We were having a little Christmas gathering. It was a New Year's Day. And I felt safe for like an hour. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm like, you know what I even did? I took a blanket off of my couch, and I went over to Pat, and I like covered him. I'm like, hey, Pat. Because like, <laughs> I covered. Like, I covered yeah. him. Yeah. No, dude, I, I, had, I had a bad feeling just because I was like, it was 31-7, and I was like, dude. You know, Bama's defense, they played great all game, and they were like, you know what, let's just probably put some backups in. And I, I, I just had a bad feeling once I saw Notre Dame get the ball back. I was like, you know, they're going to score with like a minute left. And yeah, it, and it just worked out perfectly like yeah. that. Like, Jesus Christ, what yeah. a bad beat. What a bad And then, beat. I, of course, I'm an idiot. I bet Clemson, too, so that was just yeah. a bad, bad betting day there. But I, I've been betting with Trevor. Got some uh, hoops. I've been – Cleaning up on hoops. That's that's my that's my real go-to. So yeah, I got me a little win last night on World Juniors. Oh, did you? Yeah, I bet U.S. to win money line. Oh, plus I, see, I, think, I think I saw you tweet about that. Yeah. I, I figured you probably put some coins. I just threw on five that. on it because I'm not gonna lie to you. I wasn't feeling that great. Okay. I wasn't feeling that great, but like I had to throw some sauce on it. Yeah, just make it interesting. You know, root for the boys in blue. All right. Well, looks like we're gonna wrap up this week here. I'm Chris. This is Brandon. See ya. Peace.